How many of you believe in love at first sight? <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, you know, this world has full of love stories, all the movies and music um, and books. A lot of things are based on love, especially love between the two lovers uh, and also love between parents and children and friends and whatnot. But love is all over the place, and that's the key ingredient of the stories that we know. <clears throat> However, a lot of the love story that we know in this world is not really a love story. It's actually a lust story. Have you thought about that? Because we, we emphasize on following the impulse, following the feelings, instead of the principle, the true love that we, we really know from the Bible. But you know, the, the phrase love at first sight, that's actually biblical. Did you know that? <laughs> so can you tell me how many couples that you can think of in the Bible were met and they had this love at first sight feeling? Isaac and Rebecca, yes. Who else? Who? Rachel, yes. Rachel and Jacob. Who else? There is Adam and Eve. <laughs> there was no choice. <laughs> there was no choice. Adam and Eve. And there was, did you know that David and Abigail? It was also love at first sight. And David and Bathsheba as well. <laughs> and Samson and Delilah, also love at first sight. <laughs> but these are just a few names that we can think about. But it's, uh, it's, uh, it's biblical, so there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but a blind love, on the other hand, can be destructive. Right? So we got to watch out for that. Well, since February is a love month, I wanted to talk about love. And my sermon title today is called Love That Transforms. We'll talk about the true love story in the Bible. What is your favorite love story in the Bible? We mentioned a few couples here, and, and some can overlap. Do you like the story of, like, uh, Abraham and Sarah? Or, like, Jacob and Rebecca? How about... Joseph and Mary, yeah. Ruth and Boaz, yeah, definitely. And David and Bathsheba, maybe? <laughs> maybe? <laughs> um, but I think, I personally think the true love story in the Bible, the greatest love story in the Bible, I think, you may be shocked, but I think is Hosea and Gomer. That's what we're going to be talking about today, Hosea and Gomer. What do you know about Hosea and Gomer? It's a very unique story in the Bible. And we'll look into that. But the word Hosea means what? Hosea means salvation. Salvation. And God brought up a young prophet and and and. His name was Hosea, and he is often called the prophet of love. Also, on the other hand, he's called the prophet of a 
broken heart because of the story that we know of Hosea and his life. But you know, nobody else in the Bible understood the kind of love that God has for his children and, and his rebellious people than this man did. Hosea's love was truly a different kind of love. Now, background of Hosea is, is very unique. Uh, Hosea became the prophet of the northern Israel, and he went through many, many kings. And of all the names uh, that I'm going to read, none of them were good kings. They were all evil kings. So, uh, in the time of Hosea, there were King Uzziah, Jothan, Ahaz, Hezekiah, and so Hezekiah was a good king, but besides, like, the king of Judah were, were there, but Jeroboam, and if you look at the list of all the kings that he was at the time uh, when he was serving, they were all evil kings. And it was around 8th century BC, just before the destruction of the northern kingdom. Now, so God was trying to warn Israelites, hey, I know you guys are prosperous. I know you guys are doing well. There's food. There is, you're doing well. But destruction is coming very soon because of things that you are doing. The kings, the way how you are worshiping the idols and rejecting God, destruction is coming very, very soon. That's the message that God is giving um, to Israelites through Hosea. And not just preaching, not just demonstrating or evangelistic meetings and whatnot. God tells Hosea to do something very, very unique or bizarre in a way. If you were to put this in, our, in today's term, this may be something similar to this. Hosea is very young and he, well, just as any preacher, any pastor needs a wife, he needs a wife. And Hosea prays to God like, God, I'm, you know, getting, getting of that age, and I, I want a wife. Can you please give me a wife? And God says, yes, Hosea, I have a perfect girl just for you, prepared. Hosea gets excited and like, yes. And you know what, God, I, I don't know what kind of person you have in mind, but I want somebody who is really pretty, somebody who is really, someone who can cook well, someone who is really good with children. Oh, you know, like a pastor's wife or a prophet's wife has to have these characters. Someone who is like really friendly to other people, someone who really loves God and all that. He, he's really excited about that. And God says, okay, you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to introduce her to you and you have to get ready. So like Hosea gets up early in the morning, he shaves, he takes a shower, he, he combs his hair, he puts out his best dress out and he's like, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm ready to meet this girl. And he goes, and God says, okay, you have to go to this place, and you will meet this girl. And Hosea goes, and he's a little nervous. He's got butterfly in his stomach, and he's like, okay, what kind of girl will this be? And he goes and says, Hosea, do you see that girl over there? She's the one. Her name is Gomer. And Hosea looks at her, like, wow, she's so beautiful. He's like, his eyes open up really wide. He can't hide the smile, like, hallelujah, she's so beautiful. <laughs> and then he can't contain himself, like, oh, man, she's so beautiful, so pretty. I don't know what to do. God, thank you so much. Praise the Lord. And God says, Hosea, but I have to tell you something. She's really beautiful. She's yours. She's your wife. But 
she's a prostitute. And Hosea was like, he was so happy, he couldn't like, what, what, what did you say, God? <laughs> what did you say? And God says, no, I'm saying she's a prostitute. And he's like, excuse me? <laughs> I, I think I heard you wrong. I, I don't know what you said. <laughs> and he says, I'm serious. She's a prostitute. And his heart drops. Like, why? I mean, she's beautiful. She's perfect. You know what Gomer means? The name Gomer means completion. It means complete. It's like, isn't it perfect? God, being a matchmaker, put these two people together. Hosea, a prophet, a young prophet, and a young girl, Gomer. Perfection, salvation. Oh, I mean, perfect match. But that completion, on the other hand, meant God's, his mercy is now complete. Now it's coming to a destruction. That's, that's how it could be interpreted in a way. So Hosea is heartbroken. Like, why me? And God says, you have to marry this girl, a prostitute, and you have to have the children of adultery. And Hosea is like, God, I mean, why me? Like, you don't, you don't like me? You don't love me? What, what, what's going on? He didn't understand God at first. Now, this is obviously an exaggerated story, but you get the point. He didn't marry a girl that he loved. He married a girl because God wanted him to marry her, even though she was a prostitute. Now, how many of you are willing to do that? If God tells you, you have to marry somebody that you don't love. Or maybe someone that is very, very different that you have to love. Because of my purpose, not because you want it. Because I want you to do this. How many of you are willing to do that? How many of you can do that? To be honest, I'm a pastor. I'm a person who is called by God, but I don't know if I can take that. <laughs> I'm thankful that I'm already married <laughs> and God is not going to challenge me with that. But I would be seriously troubled if God told me, if God called me for that kind of call. You know, Hosea is, is somebody else. He, he's very, very different kind of guy. But, you know, he's just like you and me, just a regular person. Even though he is a prophet of God, he was just like anybody else. But God had called him to be like that. God wanted Hosea to be a living example, a living sermon to rebuke the Israelites' idolatry, unfaithfulness, and betrayal. Because Israelites were to be God's bride. Did you know that? Isaiah 54 verse 5 says, For your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. So God was to be the Israelites' husband and Israelites' God's bride. But Israelites, what they've done is that, you know what, God, yes, I want you to be my God, but I, I love somebody else as well. I love the world. I love the idols that the other nations serve. I think it's fun. I think it's good. 
God, I, I don't want you to leave. I want you to protect me and do all that, but I want to love these other idols as well. So God said, you know what? I can't do this. Hosea, why don't you do this and show an example of what that kind of life is like? And Hosea went through that. And he might have had a glimpse of what God went through dealing with his people, Israelites. How about us? Because we are the spiritual Israelites. God is wanting us to be faithful to him. God says, I will be your husband, you be my wife. And we say, you know, we come to church, we love God, we pray, we, we read the Bible. We say we are Christians, but then when we go to the world, when we go find, go after other idols, what are we doing? We're cheating on God, just like Gomer did. And God is dealing with us every single day like that. Have you ever thought about that? If you can imagine your wife, your husband, cheating on you openly and say, oh, yeah, it's okay. And I'll just come back when I want. And I'll just go back when I want. You know, go back and forth, back and forth. We don't, we just, it just, just doesn't make sense. But we do that spiritually. I want you to think about that for a little bit. I don't know how about you, but I do that a lot. I sin, I turn away from God, I break God's heart all the time. Not because I want to, but because I'm sinful. And we do that because we're people. And God wants us to change that. And the Bible says, have a prostitute as your wife, in verse 2 of Hosea 1, and have children of adultery. Um, so that's the one thing. Hosea didn't, didn't want this kind of marriage, but he did because of God's call, and he, he obeyed God. And second thing that he endured was that he had children with her. And those children were beautiful. Any children are beautiful. Those beautiful children, how would you like to name them? If you have a beautiful girl, beautiful son, a boy, how would you like to name them? Something precious, something beautiful, right? Just like Jeremy and Sarah had their baby yesterday, and I'm sure they couldn't wait to hold their baby. And they were waiting for, to name the baby. And they had two, probably two names because they didn't know whether there was a boy or a girl. But as soon as they realized uh, it was a girl, they gave the girl that name, Farrah. Beautiful name. And I looked up, maybe I shouldn't say this. I want them to reveal what that means. But if you want to look it up, you can find out what that means. That, that name, Vera, means something beautiful. I don't want to say it, <laughs> but that's what it is. But do you know Hosea and Gomer had three children and their names, do you know what they mean? We'll, we'll find out. But before that, there were some funny parents that named their children actual funny names. And I want to share some of that. So, there was a person uh, in 1882, born in London, England, named, <coughs> uh, named Ah. <laughs> Hi, Ah. <laughs> that was actually the person's name. And there was another person named, how about this? Uh, I guess this is not working. Alpha, beta. 
<laughs> so person, actual person's name, alpha and beta, alpha beta. How about the person's name, burp? Good morning, Mr. Burp. <laughs> what kind of parent would name their children this way? But that, these are actual names. How about a person named Banana? <laughs> would you name your kid Banana? <laughs> How about Earwhacker? <laughs> How about Gassy? <laughs> oh, I think children love this. <laughs> How about Harry? Not H-A-R-R-Y, but H-A-I-R-Y, Harry. How about this name? Uh, the next name means, no, 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 one too many <laughs> was the name, one too many. Now, <clears throat> the next names are perfectly fine names, but the match with the first and the last name were not so great. Like the next name that I'm going to show you, Barbie is a name, but the last name was Q. <laughs> Barbecue. <laughs> the next name is Don. Well, Don, but the last name was Key. <laughs> Actual person's name. How about L? L was fine, but the last name was Vader. Elevator, <laughs> elevator. Person named Rob, which is fine, very common name, but the last name was Barry. Rob Barry. Robbery. How about the name Justin? I mean, I have friends named Justin, but the last name was Case. Justin Case. <laughs> How would you name your kid this way? But, I mean, these are the actual names according to parent24.com. But the names in the Bible were very, very significant. Names actually meant something in the Bible. Like Elijah. Do you know what that means? Name Elijah? Elijah means God, my God is Yahweh. That's what it meant. If you think about the, the, the fight on the Mount Carmel of the Baal God and God, Yahweh God, that makes sense. Elijah, that's what his name meant. How about name Moses? What does that mean? Drew out of water. How about Daniel? God is my judge. How about Jedediah? Solomon is another name. Jedediah means beloved of God or friend of God. That's what it means. So their names mean something very, very good and significant. However, in a Jewish culture, what they do is that when a baby is born, they will dedicate their child after maybe seven days for a boy. And then when they dedicate the child, and the Holy Spirit inspires the parents. And whatever they, what the Holy Spirit impresses upon their heart, they would name the child, like John or Daniel or, or Hosea or something. That's how they name their child. However, there were some names that were given before the birth of the child birth of some children. Do you know who they are? Jesus, yes. Jesus, his name was given before his birth. Anybody else? John the Baptist, yes, yes. 
Jedediah, actually, Jedediah was given after, but Solomon was given before. Solomon was, yes. Isaac, yes. Isaac's name was given before. So, yes, you guys did great. Some names were like Ishmael actually was named, uh, named before he was, birth, he was birthed. And Solomon, John the Baptist, and Jesus, and all these people. These were to name some a few. But, I mean, these are really precious people. Their names were given before their birth, meaning God knew what, their what the child was and even named it. How awesome is that? How great is that? And um, that's a great privilege. But Hosea and Gomer and their children were named before the birth of their children, and their names were horrible. The first child's name was Jezreel. The first child's name was Jezreel, which means God scatters. How would you like to name your child that way? When we read the word Jezreel, it doesn't really make much sense to us because it's a foreign language. But for them, it makes sense. It's like, hi, good morning, God scatters. That's what it means. Well, in English, it's a two words. But if you were to put it in one word, for example, it's like a bad word, like a curse word. Um, let's just give an example. Let's say if you have a name like, you know, I, I have some friends named Faith. How about somebody named Unfaithful? You call someone like, oh, Mr. Tardy or, or Mrs. Lazy or Mrs. Hatred. How would you name your child that way? Every time you call your, person, your, your kid's name, oh, hi, hatred, hi, jealousy, oh, you robber. That's a bad name, but that's what they went through because they named their children that way. Actually, God told them, you name your first child this way because God scatters means that God is going to bring vengeance, revenge upon this kingdom because the word Jezreel was actually a town where um, Ahab and Jezreel lived together. And you know how Jehu came and destroyed the whole family, killed all 70 of their children, destroyed the whole family. And that's when the name Jezreel became the symbol of God's judgment. And that's why he, the, the name Jezreel meant God scatters or bring upon judgment. That's what it means. The second child, the daughter, is named Lohuhama. Lohuhama, which means no mercy, no pity. How would you like to name your child that way? No mercy, no pity. But Hosea and Gomer went through that. How about your, the, their last child, the third child, son, is called Lohami, which means no kin of mine, meaning you are not my people and I'm not your God. God is saying, okay, let's break this family relationship. You're not my children. I'm not your father anymore. That is your name. That is the name. So for them to name that name, like every time you call your child's name, hey, come for breakfast. Let's eat, kids. And you're calling judgment of God. God hates you. You're not my son. Come eat. That's what that means. For us, it sounds like, oh, Jezreel, the, the names that, that, that it's difficult to name, <laughs> Hebrew names. 
that, that sounds normal and says like, oh, sounds a cute name, sounds a great name, but that's what it meant. For Hosea, he went through that. How many of you like to go through that? And after that, after giving three children to Hosea, Gomer leaves Hosea. And after that, if you read Hosea chapter 3, he goes and buys her back. Maybe she's in debt, or maybe she is in that prostitution. Now he has to go buy her back. Like, no, she's my wife. He says, no, if you want to take her back, you have to pay me. And he goes and pays 15 pieces of silver, 15 shekels of silver, and um, barley to buy her back. That's the price of a, a, a slave. Um, so that's what happened. I found this story from the internet. Uh, it's probably a made-up story, but I'll, I'll, I'll read this story. Tom and Sally had just been married. The ceremony was beautiful, and they got in the car, and they are on their way to their honeymoon. Sally looks over at Tom and says, Tom, take me home. He said, home? What do you mean? I'm building us a place to live, but it's not ready yet. It will be ready in, in a few months. I can't take you home. She says, no, 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 Tom, you don't understand. Take me back to my house. He says, well, we just got married. W what are you talking about? She says, I know we just got married, but honey, I want you to know I love you, and I want you to know that I'll come to see you once a week, and you can call me anytime you want, but... Um, I, I, I have some old boys that I love back home and I want to go see them time to time and I, I, I want to go spend time with them I want to date them sometimes but you can you know, FaceTime me anytime you want and you can call me anytime you want you can text me all you want I'll come back once a week maybe on Saturday morning I'll come back and see you time to time but, you know, I expect you to pay for all the bills because I need to buy cosmetics, I need to buy clothes, I need to have a car, you know, you pay for my insurance. And, oh, also, give me some credit cards so I can go shopping for my shopping needs. You know, I need to go eat, I need to go enjoy my time with my friends and other boyfriends, you know, pay for my, all of the bills. I want you to be my husband and, and pay for all that. And if I get in trouble, please come and get me out. But I would come see you maybe once a week maybe once a month, I'll just come and see you time to time because I have other men that I cannot let go. You know, I still love, love them. You're okay with that, right? Um, I'd like for you to know, I'd like your, you to be my husband, but I want you to stay out, of my, stay out of my life. How would you feel if you heard that from your spouse? But isn't this exactly what we are doing to God? Isn't this exactly what Gomer did to Hosea? That's exactly what the Israelites did to God. They ran away from God. When God brings up a prophet or a judge to bring them back, deliver them back, and they will serve God for another 10 years, 50 years or so, but then they would slowly go back to other idols. And God's heart is broken again. And God brings them back. And then they leave God again. That happened back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, many, many times. 
but it, that's exactly what's happening between God and God's people today. I don't want to judge everyone, but I, I truly believe that we can be faithful to God. And it is about time that we should be faithful to God. How many of you want to say, God, I'm sick and tired of the old style of life. I want to completely commit to you. I want to go to you. I want to be faithful to you. How many of you want to do that? And I pray that God will bless us so that we can be faithful to God. It is difficult. Satan is tempting us, and the world is calling us. Yes, I know. And myself included, it's a difficult battle. It's a fight that we have to do. But with God's help, we can do this. And don't you, want, don't you expect your spouse to be faithful to you? And don't you want to be faithful to your spouse? Let us do that to God. Because spiritually, we want to be faithful to God. God is calling us to be his wife, and we can do that. And when we experience that love, when we experience the kind of love that God has given us, then the love that we have can be transformed into the true love. Not the love, not the lustful love that we, we see all around us in here, but the kind of love that he expects us to have. Let us pray that we will be faithful to God. We would have that faithful love to God. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we have been like Gomo in our lives many times. We have run away from God. We have turned away from God. And we have neglected, we have ignored God many times in our lives. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us. And please accept our repentance and change us because we cannot change ourselves. Lord, we pray that you will help us to pray, to read the Bible, and to be changed. Help us to have a new heart in us. Help us to be transformed so that we would have the true love that you want us to have. We want to be the pure and beautiful and faithful wives that you want us to be, the new Jerusalem that you want us to be. So Lord, help us to be that bride so that we will be prepared for your soon coming. Bless everyone here, especially the ones their hearts are committed for you. Please bless us to be your faithful spouse. Thank you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise team, please come on up to sing the closing song.